0: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is so good to be together today. It looks a little bit different, but that is okay. Because I want to encourage you today that the church is not a building but that the church is a people, and you are the church. And so I am so excited to welcome you today. If you're watching, uh, well, I guess everybody's watching online. I'm, we- I'm so excited to welcome you today watching online. My name is Michael Burris. I am the Connections Lead here at the Vineyard, and every now and then I get the opportunity and the privilege to get to teach on Sunday morning. And so Pastor Joe asked me uh, if I would share the message that God put on my heart today, and I am so pumped to do that. And so happy Thanksgiving to everybody watching. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you you have awakened from your food coma in time to catch one of our services this morning. Uh, Thanksgiving was probably looking a little bit different for you today, but I want you um, to be encouraged to, to, to stay in touch with people because um, we, we need people in our lives, and, and we can't I don't like the term social distancing personally, because right now in this time, although we may be physically distancing, we cannot afford to be socially and relationally distant. So, Encouragement to you. Stay in touch with people. Let people know how you are doing. And speaking of Thanksgiving, way to go, Vineyard, because this last Sunday we had our annual Thanksgiving outreach, and we were able to bless 170 families um, for our Thanksgiving outreach this year, and that is almost... Wait for it, that's almost 1,400 pounds of food that we were able to give to our community. Not because we want to be famous as a church. We don't want to make Vineyard famous. We want to make Jesus famous. And because of that, because Jesus loves Madison County, so do we, and so we were able to bless a ton of families, but none of it would have uh, been able to happen if you weren't such a generous, giving church, and you guys made an eternal impact. We've already gotten so many stories of how uh, people were impacted by the outreach this past Sunday. Um, Anybody still eating on your Thanksgiving leftovers? It was, it was Thursday, so this is, what, day, uh, th- day four, right, of Thanksgiving leftovers. So uh, I feel like those things last forever. And some of you are going to be having um, turkey sandwiches for the next week. Uh, some of you are looking at me right now and saying, the next week we're going to be having turkey sandwiches until next year because, oh, my gosh, we cooked such a big turkey. Um, while, while I'm thinking about leftovers, can can somebody, remind, can somebody remind me to take my iPad home um, this time? Because I tell you, every single Sunday that I get to speak up here, it never fails. I, I leave, everything's locked up, it's going good, I'm real happy and giddy on the way home, and then it hits me. I forgot my iPad at the church. So I've got to tur- I'm halfway there already to, to my house, and I've got to turn around. I've got to drive all the way back to the church. I've got to unlock the door. I've got to come in and get the iPad, and then I've got to lock up, and all because I left my iPad behind. What are you leaving behind? And I'm not talking about like your iPad or, you know, or anything like that. I'm talking about like real life stuff. I mean, in life, what are you leaving behind? And let's look a little bit deeper than money and finances, because everybody wants to leave money and finances behind to their children and their grandchildren, but what, what, are, you, what are you leaving behind in your life? Some of you are looking into your screen right now and you're shouting at me, 2020 is what I'm leaving behind. I'm going to leave this year behind. I'm never going to look back. And I am so with you. I am so done with it. I'm so done with 2020. In fact, I think somebody probably just fell out with excitement. They were so ready to be done with 2020. But today, let's talk about legacy. Let's talk about this term, legacy, and specifically, A legacy that lasts. If you're taking notes today, write that down. The title of today's message is A Legacy. That lasts. And I would encourage you today to be taking notes, especially throughout the month of December, because it's so easy to disengage with church from our house. It's so easy to, to halfway through the message to slip in and just start scrolling a little bit of Facebook, especially with that screen in, in screen thing that goes on now. You can be watching the message but not really watching it and scrolling through at the same time. So I would encourage you guys make sure that you are taking notes because it's going to help you stay engaged today and it's going to help you really receive the word that God is trying to give you this morning. So our key scripture today is found in uh, Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 29 and going through verse 35. And it says this, "But he, talking about a lawyer that was talking to Jesus, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, "And who is my neighbor?" Jesus replied, a man was going down to, from Jerusalem to Jericho. You know, I love how when someone asks a question to Jesus, he never answers it like, like you think he's going to answer it. He, he, this man asks a question, who's my neighbor? And Jesus is answering with a story. He says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. And the next day he took out two denarii, which was about two days' wages at the time. So think about how much money you make in a day, multiply it by two, and that is the equivalent of what this man just paid. And he gave it to the innkeeper, and he said, take care of him. Whatever more you spend, I will repay when I come back. So what… What's happening here is this story wasn't actually a story that happened in the Bible. If you're newish uh, to the Bible, this is called a parable. And a parable is a story that Jesus would tell in order to explain a heavenly concept. Okay, In order to teach people what, it, what, what the kingdom of God was all about, Jesus would tell parables. And so Jesus is explaining here what it means to be a good neighbor, because um, He had just been talking about the command that He gives to love your neighbor as yourself. So in order to explain what it means to be a good neighbor, Jesus tells this story of this guy that was stripped, he was beaten, he was laid in a ditch, and then three people came, two of them passed him by, but the third one stopped and did something about it. So, in order to leave a lasting legacy, you have to be first and foremost what Jesus would call a good neighbor. The first thing that we learn in this text is that your legacy is always tied to people. It's always tied to people. Money is great. Knowledge is great. Stuff is great. But let me tell you this, that if you, you can have all of those things, but if you never make an impact on people, your life is not going to be remembered. Let's do an exercise, okay? I want you to think of the most enjoyable meal that you've ever had in your life. Think about it. Okay, now real quickly, tell me how much that meal cost. Okay, now tell me who ate that meal with you. See, it's a lot easier for us to remember who ate with us during that meal than it was to remember how much that meal cost that night or that day. And you know why? Because money and things pale in comparison to relationships. Money and things pale in comparison to people. So, thinking, let's think back to this story, okay, that Jesus was telling, and I want to ask you a question. Are you leaving behind a legacy, or are you leaving your legacy behind? Write that down. Are you leaving behind a legacy, or are you leaving your legacy behind? behind? Are you doing things that are going to be remembered? Are you doing things that truly matter? Are you doing things that will impact someone else's life? Or are you passing those moments by as you press on towards your own goals? When you think about legacy, we don't have to think about just what's going to remain after we pass from this earth near the end of our life. In fact, legacy can be something that follows us through our lives. Um, Legacy is what is left behind when you're gone. And maybe that is the end of your life, but maybe it's just a season of life that's ending, or maybe it's a career change, maybe it's a move to a new city, maybe it's the end of a relationship. But whatever it is, your legacy is what is left behind after you have moved on. An easy way to determine how how your legacy is, is going right now is how do people feel after you leave a room? If you guys don't ask yourself this question, I would encourage you to ask it more often. I would encourage you to ask it maybe even daily. How do people feel when I leave the room? If you don't know the answer, I promise you, if you ask one of your friends, they're going to know the answer, and if you trust them, they can share it with you. But ask yourself this question. How do people feel when I leave the room? In Psalm chapter 23 and verse 6, David writes this. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What follows you when you move on? I once had someone tell me that how you finish something is so much more important than how you start. You need to do a good job of finishing the season that you're in in order to succeed in the season that is coming up. So like this, let's apply it. If you're, if you're leaving an old job for a new job, how do you leave the co-workers at your old job? Do you leave them with a mess? Or do you make sure that it's, everything's still done with excellence, that it's, it's packaged up real nice for them to, to just st- someone else to step right in and take over? Or, hey, high schoolers, I'm talking to you this morning. At the end of your senior year, are you still going to stay engaged? Are you going to perform well? Are you going to uh, try your best on your homework and your tests? Or are you going to get hit by the dreaded senior-itis? It's a real thing. Are you going to end your final year of high school well? Let's make it personal for all of us. What will people remember about how you handled this year? That's not meant to target anyone. It's not meant to to make anybody feel bad because this has been a tough year for all of us. But the question needs to be asked, what will people remember about how you handled 2020? Have goodness and mercy followed you every day? Or have you fallen victim to their terrible cousins, anger, impatience, fear, anxiety, arrogance, confusion, frustration, stubbornness? chaos. See, your life is going to not be remembered by everything that you've gathered in your lifetime, but that everything that you have given. Your life is not going to be remembered by everything that you've picked up over the years, but it will be remembered by everything that you've left behind. So, what separates someone who leaves a lasting legacy from someone who doesn't? I'm glad you asked. Let's answer that question today. People that leave a lasting legacy, number one, you can write this down, position themselves to make a difference. They position themselves to make a difference. They are this buzzword that's been going around for the past five or ten years. They are intentional about their lifestyle. They're intentional about what they do. See, the most impactful people in my life are also the most intentional people that I know. Nothing is wasted to them. Here's my encouragement for for you today. You have been positioned by God in order to make a difference where you are, but it's up to you to capitalize on your position to make the difference. Ephesians 2, chapter 10 says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The works have been prepared for us in advance to do, for us to do. God created you for a purpose, and He has placed you where you are with the potential to make a difference. That's a very important word. He's placed us where we are with the potential to make a difference. Let me, let me say it this way. Your potential is dependent upon your positioning. See, I was reading through this story, and Jesus was, was telling it, and, and something showed itself to me that I'd never seen before. And, and it, in order to do with positioning, these people, these three different people that are in this story, they approached this man three completely different ways. Now, the priest, the first one that reached him, the priest, it, it says that now by chance, a priest was going down that road. He didn't mean, he didn't mean to. He wasn't, he wasn't intentional about where he was going. He just happened to pick a road, and there it was. By chance, he was going down that road. Now, the Levite, it says, so, so likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him. Now, this Levite and this priest, they are the spiritual leaders of the day. The Levite is the, the people that worked in the temple, and obviously the priest is the head of, the, of that temple. And, and when they came to the man, how they handled it, was so different. And this Levite, when he came to the place and he saw him, see, the Levite was very intentional about what he wanted to do because he came to that place, but this Levite was, was like the person that you love to hate. He was that guy that rides up to the scene of a wreck just to see what's going on. Some of you, okay, you guys know who I'm talking about this morning because some of you are that person this morning. And let me just help the world here for a second. Stop doing that. My dad used to call them rubberneckers. <laughs> they just drive by and they, you, you don't even think that they can turn their neck that far. But they do stop doing that. This Levite was like one of those rubberneckers that would ride up to the scene just to check it out. Now, I don't know what his intentions were getting there. Maybe he, he rolled up on the scene and he saw that it was a little bit difficult. It was a little bit more messy than he thought. So he just passed on by. But that's what I know is that the Levite passed on by. But then you have this Samaritan. And this Samaritan, it says, as he journeyed, he came to where he was. See, God can use all three of these ways to bring us to people that he intends for us to serve. But there was something special about this Samaritan. This Samaritan was already on a mission. He was already on a mission. He was intentionally going somewhere. He had positioned himself for the mission and keywords on the way he was able to make a difference in this man's life. Can I tell you how that this is how Jesus desires for us to serve people? This is how Jesus desires to use us? That while we are on our kingdom mission, God is going to bring us across people that we're supposed to serve. So, if you're on your job your number one priority is to first serve the kingdom of God. And while you do that, while you make the kingdom of God a priority, God is going to put people and situations in your life that He wants you to impact, and you're going to be able to bless people. Let me give you a hot take, okay? Let me give you a hot take. You don't have to overhaul your schedule to make a difference for the kingdom of God. You don't have to change everything up. You don't have to become a monk and distance yourself from this terrible world. Just keep living life, but do it as a Christ follower. Keep living life, but do it like Jesus would do it. Go shopping this week. Go hiking this week. Go do something that you enjoy. Live your life. But while you are going on the way, be aware that God is putting people in your path and go to them. Go to them. Because we can't wait for hurting people to come to us. We'll be waiting forever. Jesus said, go into all the world. He didn't say, wait for the world to come to you. See, that people that leave a lasting legacy, they, number one, they position themselves to make a difference. And number two, they live for something greater. Do you guys understand what I mean? They live for something greater. See, uh, while I was, the, I was the executive pastor at a church in Florida, and we did a series one time that has still hung with me, and the series is titled, There Has to Be More. And it was all centered around this statement that at one point in our lives, we've all asked or we've all said to ourselves that there has to be more than this. In other words, there has to be something greater People that leave a legacy have found that something greater to live for. There's a a mission, there's a cause, there's a reason for their existence. Can I unashamedly make a pitch to you today? If you haven't found a cause or a reason worth living, Jesus is it. Jesus is the reason. There's no greater cause to live for than to give this hope for life in eternity to other people. There's no greater cause. People that leave a lasting legacy have a mission that they're living for, but they stay focused as they go through life. They stay focused on the mission. Proverbs 4, chapter 25 says this, Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. See, it's so easy to get distracted by the cares and the burdens of the world. It's so easy to get distracted by life and to pull you off course. And sometimes it's even your family that means well. It's even the people that you love that are, that are talking to you that may be distracting you and pulling you away from the, the mission that God has set you on. But if you have your mission, you've got to stick to it with everything that you've got. Here's a little sub-point for you today, okay? Difference makers are counter-cultural. You know what that means? That means that, you know, if you study great difference makers from the past, you know what one thing they all had in common? They went against the tide of the current culture. They didn't blend in. They didn't try try to fit in. They went against the tide. Because you will never influence the culture if you're always heading the same direction as the culture. You'll never influence it if you're going the same way. So here's some hope for you today. If you feel like an outsider, if you feel like you never fit in, if you feel like the black sheep, your good news is that you are in a prime position to make a difference in your world because God loves to use the outcast. God loves to use the ones who don't fit in because they can shake it up and make a difference. They go against the current culture a lot of times. See, when Jesus called His disciples, He invited them to leave their normal behind. It was normal for them to take up their father's trade, their father's business, and to work in that the rest of their lives. It was normal for them to stay rooted in their hometown for the rest of their lives to stay planted in that city, but Jesus invited them out of the ordinary and into the extraordinary. Just like he's t- still doing for all of us today. Jesus is inviting you today out of the ordinary, out of the normal rhythms of your life, out of the, the, the normal, and into the extraordinary, supernatural, countercultural way of Jesus. People that leave a lasting legacy live for something greater. And finally, people that leave a lasting legacy focus on eternity. They focus on eternity. See, there is existence beyond this life. There's existence. And I'm not talking about aliens. I'm <laughs> Jesse told us just the other week that the, uh, the government apparently like confirmed the existence of aliens and really nobody cared. 2020, baby, <laughs> another thing goes down. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about there is an existence after we leave this life. After we pass from this earth, there's only going to be two things that matter. How well did we love Jesus, and how well did we love the people around us? See, Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 through 4, it says this, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For when you died... Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And then when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. When my eyes are set on heaven, I am actively searching for ways to make a difference in the lives of the people around me. When my eyes are set on heaven, I am intentionally looking for those opportunities. See, have you ever had... A subject that you were so excited about, a topic that you were so excited about, that you were so in love with, that you searched for ways to bring it up in conversation? Christians, let me ask you a question. When was the last time that you actively searched for ways to bring Jesus up in conversation? When was the last time that you did that? See, aside from loving God and loving people, nothing else matters. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us that one day, everything that we do in life is going to be examined. It's going to be, it's going to be tested. And the things that we do on the foundation of Christ will be approved of, and we're going to be rewarded for it. But the things that we do aside from Jesus for our, solely our own personal benefit, no matter how good you may think they are, it's not going to pass the test. They don't count. In fact, the Bible says that those kind of works, the works apart from Jesus, they're going to be destroyed by fire. See, there's so much more to this life than just your life on this earth. There's so much more than the insignificant amount of time that we spend here on this earth. When in the grand comparison of things, eternity is so much greater than your 85 years that you spend here on earth. And if you've never heard it before, let me be the first to tell you, you're going to exist forever somewhere. You're going to exist forever somewhere. And there there is a real place called heaven. And in heaven we get to spend our eternity with Jesus. And it will be filled with only good things. But there's also this place called hell. Hell. And if you go there, you're, you are doomed to spend eternity separated from Jesus and separated from any semblance of good. But God is so good that He gives us a choice. We get to choose where we want to go. But in order to reach heaven, it requires a relationship with Jesus. That's a requirement of heaven. It's not hard. We just got to love somebody we got to love Jesus. We've got to be in relationship with Jesus. Eternity matters. So people that leave a lasting legacy, they, one, position themselves to make a difference. Two, they live for something greater. And three, they focus on eternity. So where do you find yourself in the story? Let's go back to the story. Where do you find yourself in the story of the Good Samaritan? Some of us may find ourselves as the innkeeper in the story, that Jesus is the Samaritan, and He's entrusting us the the care of the broken and the hurting of the world. And whatever you spend, your time, your energy, your comfort, your money, whatever you spend is going to be worth it in the end, and Jesus is going to reward you for it when eternity comes. So, if that's you, don't give up. Keep loving people, keep blessing people, keep serving people, because in the end, Jesus promises that it's going to be worth it. But maybe this morning, some of you may identify with the man who fell among the thieves. He was beaten and left in the ditch. You've been stripped, you've been wounded, you've been left for dead by this life. Many things have put on this facade that they're going to come and rescue you, but yet you still lay in that ditch searching for for a Savior. In this story, Jesus is the Samaritan. And if you ask him to, he'll find you, he'll patch you up, he'll heal your broken heart, your wounds, and he'll, he'll help you recover back to health. He will rescue you. But all it takes is for you to surrender your life to Him. And I mean, it's time for you to leave the old life behind. And it's time for you to accept this new uh, life that Jesus gives so willingly and so freely with no strings attached. You just got to love Him. So I'm urging you this morning, if that's you and you find yourself as that man in this story, make today that day. Give your life to Jesus. Surrender to Him and see what God will do. This is where I intended to leave this message this morning. This isn't where I intended to wrap up. But while I was preparing this message, while I was meditating on these scriptures and these points and this overall thing, God spoke a very specific word to my heart. And I believe it's for someone that's watching this morning. See, in 2 Kings chapter 4, there's a story of this widow who's down on her luck. She's at the end of of everything that she's got, and if if something doesn't happen, if a miracle doesn't happen, her life is over. And so, she calls for the prophet Elisha. She says, I need some help. And Elisha asks her a question. He says, what do you have in your house? And she has a small uh, container of oil. And so on the prophet's instructions, she goes around to her neighbors, and she, she borrows containers, and she comes back to the house, and she starts pouring this oil. And as the oil was pouring, um, or as she kept continuing to pour the oil, the oil continued to flow until she stopped pouring, and she was saved because of it. So someone this morning is thinking to themselves, I don't have the resources to do this. I don't have the extra time. I don't have the extra money. I don't have the extra energy. I don't have the connections and the relationships. I can't do this. And God wants me to speak this to you this morning. If you pour, God will provide. If you just pour, God will provide. You've been asking for a sign, and this is it. So, step out on faith. Do what God is asking you to do and let yourself see Him come through in His faithfulness for you. So as we wrap up today, let me ask this question one more time because I I asked it in the beginning of the message, but I want to ask it again because I want you to continue thinking about it. Are you leaving behind a legacy or are you leaving your legacy behind? Are you doing something to impact someone else's life or are you passing them by on the way to your own personal goals? Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you. Um, for what you have spoken to us today. God, I thank you that you have given us ways to make a difference in people's lives, connected to Jesus. And I pray for all of us that may find ourselves in inconvenient situations that challenge us, that stretch us. God, I pray for the boldness to overcome the fear and the anxiety, to make an impact in people's lives, to serve them. I pray and I thank you that you are going to provide everything that we need, that you've already provided everything that we need to make an impact in the lives of those people around us. God, I pray that this morning we find encouragement in your word, that we find extreme faith in your word, and that we're going to apply it to our lives, and we're going to leave a lasting legacy behind us. Goodness and mercy are going to follow us all the days of our lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.